I'm just reading about uh, King Juan Carlos. He, um, it's actually, well, it's just mildly interesting because, of course, uh, uh, they didn't have a monarchy for a long time because the Spanish dictator Francisco Franco, he named Juan Carlos as the next head of state in 1969. He became king in 1975, two days after uh, Franco's death. And the wonderful thing about um, the whole concept of uh, constitutional monarchies, and this is the bit that I like, this is the sentence that I like, Juan Carlos also played a major role in stopping the 1981 coup attempt. So this is the whole point. You see, monarchies, monarchs and things like that, when you're going to have a coup, because you've got a king or a queen or some kind of emperor or something along those lines... Yeah. People, they might have a little coup and they might have a bit of aggravation and everything, but everyone reveres the monarch of the uh, place. And most of the time, except in certain third world, Middle Eastern type countries on, on the whole, and some European countries, they uh, they tend to go, well, better not do that, might upset the king. And this is why kings and monarchy, monarchists, oh, sorry, monarchy is so good, in my view. I like that. He it's stopped basically- the coup. It's basically two siblings fighting, and then they realise, oh, we better stop that because we're going to upset mum. Exactly. Exactly. You, you think of the monarchy as your mum. See, if, if Iraq had a monarchy, we wouldn't have all this aggravation between the Sunni and the Shia. Well, actually, we probably would because they would have beheaded the monarch, in fairness. That's not going to turn out too well, I reckon. Oh, no, that's not going to go at all well, is it? Not going to go no. at all well. Although, having said that, they do, of course, have a king in Saudi Arabia i.e. hence why it's called Saudi Arabia because it's the Saudis the Sauds they run the show and see they don't have any problems over there sure it's a strange place where women can't do anything especially drive a car or vote or walk outside on their own you can't walk in with a a bible you you know you don't get that bible in the uh, drawer next to the bed at the the Hilton Hotel and if you do happen to take your bible outside you're probably going to get your arm cut off but other than that that's not just because of the monarchy. That's because of the religious nuts, which are the monarchy. I wouldn't. Um, I don't think I would enjoy being born into royalty. Oh, I reckon it's a suck job. Yeah. Look yeah. At Can you imagine? You want to sleep in on a Saturday, and your footman, whatever they call you, the little assistant, knocks on the door and says. Oh, you've got to get up. We've got that opening of that plaque at some children's kindergarten or and something. And you're all there laying in bed. You've just rooted the missus. You're tired. Yes. And you go, oh, mate, piss off. No, mate, sorry, your worship, your, your, your majesty, you have to get up. Oh, God. I'd hate that. Day in, day out. Pulling that little string, opening up some little curtain with a plaque behind Oh, it. and you've got to be on all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only saving so you grace can't is that you put a t-shirt on. Oh no, no, and not have a shower. Oh no, and you certainly couldn't not go with you know undies or anything like that. You couldn't have dirty socks or. It's like um, uh, on a Saturday morning, you, you know, you throw on a t-shirt and shorts and um, your running shoes to go down to the shops to go and buy some breakfast or something. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, in fairness, though, I suppose a you've probably got like twenty-five people to help you get dressed. You've got a staff of probably about 25 in the kitchen to cook you, Brecky. 
they don't really need to go out. And and if you've no, been, it's, it's it's the getting up process. Oh yeah, but you've also got like more concerned. About well, no, I see where you're going because you, I, and and Baza for that matter, certainly don't like to actually get up early, do we? Oh, terrible! Can't think of anything worse, really. I'm not a morning person. By no stretch of the imagination, are you? I if mean, you're barely an me, afternoon person. If someone said to me, "Ah, oh, you know, you can pull the little string on the curtain to open a plaque at 11:30 at night," no problem. Oh yeah, sure. I'll be there like a dog shot in the ass. There you are. I open this at eleven. No, look, no one's here. They've all but gone would, home and gone to bed. But I wouldn't talk like that. Well, you would if you were the English monarch. Yes, I know. And a woman. And a woman. Well, not necessarily. What they 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 say they say that uh, Henry VIII talked like that, even though he was a big man, like six foot four. Yeah, yeah, he talked a bit like a girl. Could you feminine? Well, I wasn't. I wouldn't tell him that. Off with your head. He could do that in those days. See so how good would that be, though? If you're the, you know, the boss. If you're, the, you know, your constitutional monarchy, as I explained earlier, is a wonderful thing. But if you're an absolute monarchy, where you run the show, mm. then if some bastard comes in to wake you up at seven o'clock in the morning, so you can go and pull on a little string to open a um, curtain that's showing a plaque, you just go, mate. Don't ever do that again. In fact, I'm going to cut your head off just as a lesson for the next bloke who might even think about it. Whooshka! Head gone. And then you go back to sleep and then you wake up two hours later and someone says, oh, this morning, uh, Your Majesty, you ordered that so-and-so's head be cut off. Yes. And you pretend, because you always want to be looked as the nice guy, you pretend, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, when was that? You sure? you sure I wasn't sleepwalking? Oh. I don't remember making that order. But then when somebody goes, um, well, sorry, sir, yes, you did, you go, right, well, off with your bloody head too because I don't remember doing it. Wooshka, there's another one gone. Do, do you think if they make the order like that, yeah. it's got to be documented properly or they just sort of say it? Oh, no, well, it'll get documented eventually. Because you have to go in the he's world right, He's right, because you would, you would think to avoid any confusion as to what the order was, you think they'd want to get it down on paper on you know, with the royal seal and signature and all the rest of it uh, pretty early, I reckon. Oh, well, I would imagine you'd have to have a death warrant. Mm. But having said that, I'm pretty sure that if you're the king, you know, you can or queen for that matter, but I would assume the king, um, you could knock up the death warrant. You know, you just have like a pile of them there. Yeah, look, a couple of photocopies next to you. Oh, buddy. yeah, yeah. And and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just sign it for me, Brian. Just, just, just you sign it, mate. Because you'd probably have an official, because you've got to sign, you've got to, uh, uh, you know, in those days when you could lop people's heads off, you had somebody to do everything for you. You know, you had wiper, and uh, they'd wipe your ass and probably bat you off and, you know, clean your spuds and, and sign the death warrant. Maybe not the, all the same person. What would the um, bat you off guy be called? Uh, well, he wouldn't be called Piss Boy. I suppose he'd be called Cum Boy, would he? I don't know. Or Cum Girl, whatever the case may be. Or the Stroker. The Stroker, yes. And what stroker. do you do? I'm the Royal Stroker. Stroker! <laughs> how good would that be? I wonder if it, well, I suppose it depends on how you felt at the time, whether it would be a boy or a girl. Or Fondler. Uh, now, Fondler, I think, would be a different person. Because you might yeah, just want to have yeah, somebody. Right. You might just want to fond. You know, like, like when you're fondling your spuds, you don't always want to, you know, bar up and blow your load. 
you know, shoot the shoot the shoot the truck, uh, shoot the yogurt truck. Sometimes you just sort of sit there and fondle your spuds for no particular while, reason while you're reading the newspaper. That's right. So yeah, if you you know, I, I would I would imagine that as you're sitting there in the throne. Not on the throne, but in the throne. Reading a newspaper, having a scone and a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, having a scan and a cup of tea. You'd probably just, like, have somebody fondling your spuds just because, well, it relaxes you. That's perfectly um, understandable. And without, you know... And then, of course, you might have to go um, from the fondler... And then you sort of think to yourself, it's a bit toey this morning. I was going to say... Wouldn't mind blowing that. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have to be royalty to have a fondler? No, you've just got to have some money. So you could be super rich and have a fondler. Oh, absolutely. Do you think certain celebrities might have them? Oh, without a doubt. And some of them would be young and some of them would be old, some of them would be boys, some of them would be girls. God. It all depends on the celebrity, in, you know, in particular. Oh, I've got can no doubt. Can you guess who might have them? Oh, I, I could think of a couple of names, but I don't want to sort of, you know... Sort of bring it up at this point in time too. Just, just whisper it to me. Two little toys, each hand a wooden. Oh, okay, horse. right. What? I'm sorry, I was just singing that song for no particular reason. It just popped into my head. <coughs> but oh no, I, I would think that all all of your Russian oligarchs, mm. they'd have a stroker and a fondler and a because they they all think that they're uh, I wouldn't, Russian I wouldn't. royalty. See, if if I was a billionaire in Russia. Mm. I wouldn't like it. Well, no, you wouldn't live because, there. Because Russia's a tin pot. <coughs> not a tin pot, but Excuse me. It's, uh, it's not a very nice place. Oh, look, it's probably a nice-ish place, but I, I, I oh, would suggest... No, I think it is, Scott. Oh, well, I mean, I've, some I've of, been some there. Of, yeah, so have I, and I didn't think it was that bad. But I think you'd oh. find that, on the whole, most of your Russian billionaires wouldn't actually live in Russia. Oh, well, that's right. Mainly so because a lot of them have got apartments on, uh, you know, Park in Mayfair Avenue, and stuff you know, like that in Park Avenue. New York. And, in, and if you are a billionaire in Russia, the likelihood is that the Russian government will come along and take your money away and put you in jail in case you say mm. something bad. Mm. But uh, I know I'd be, I'd be very confident that I, I would think almost all of your Russian oligarchs would have uh, a stroker and a fondler and a bum wiper and, a, and um, I don't know, whatever else that you need doing. Wouldn't the bum wiper, honestly... Be proud of him. Wouldn't his mother be proud oh, of the bum wiper? Wouldn't he? What's your son do? Oh, he wipes the bum of the queen. Oh, he's the royal bum wiper. Hmm. Oh, how good would that? Wouldn't be? he have stories to tell? Oh, ho, ho! 